Welcome to GovIT, a monthly podcast series from DLT, where we discuss the next generation of public sector IT solutions with the technology innovators driving the change. I'm your host, Tom Temin. Each month, we explore a different technology, what it is, and how it can help public sector organizations achieve their modernization goals and accomplish their missions. This episode, we're sitting down with Rich Lucenti, Principal Solutions Architect at Red Hat, to discuss how RHEL for Edge addresses public sector needs around computing and processing across challenging networks or in the field. Rich, good to have you join us. Great to be with you, Tom. And let's talk about Red Hat Enterprise Linux, a well-known product. It's been around quite a long time. Now you have RHEL, or RHEL for Edge, offering. And what is the differentiating going on here? So I think the first thing to understand that it's important that folks familiar with Red Hat Enterprise Linux will be very familiar with Red Hat Enterprise Linux for Edge, or RHEL for Edge. And the key thing there is that RHEL for Edge is still RHEL. So everything still applies when you look at things like security certifications or accreditations. And also it's important to understand these are features added to Red Hat Enterprise Linux as of RHEL 8.3. So if you like doing traditional deployments of software using Red Hat Enterprise Linux and our satellite product, all of that'll still work. You have a choice here. You're not being pushed into using RHEL for Edge. And I think what really differentiated is, is the intent behind why we did this. So in the past, there's been challenges around defining what goes into your operating system content if you're building a solution. And there's been lots of different approaches to address that. Folks could use shell scripts as an example, or maybe Ansible playbooks or other automation tools, create a gold master image that they duplicate. So what RHEL for Edge introduced was this idea around an image builder a way to compose an operating system that contains the things you want, but in a very controlled way. So it includes something like a blueprint file. So you can specify, here's the packages I want to include in my operating system or the modules I want to use or the package groups, as well as other things like firewall settings and users. So these blueprints are version controlled and you can also establish parent-child relationships between operating system content. So Once I've generated an image, it can be the baseline for other images that I generate. So it gives you a way to very much control how you create your operating system content without having to do it in a custom approach or other things people have done in the past. And what are some elements you would not necessarily want to have or might want to add in order to render an edge version of an operating system? What what is it about the edge that makes you need a different setup, different composition? So I think this goes to what is Red Hat's edge strategy and how does this map to that? So when we talk about edge, what we're really talking about is taking the cloud and extending it all the way to the far edge. So in your mind, if you can uh, picture concentric rings where the data center is in the center and then your far edge devices are all the way, you know, further out, you want to have the ability to have processing all along that spectrum. So RHEL for Edge is really an attempt on our part to address computing at that edge. And and when I say edge, I don't want to have people think about IoT or Internet of Things. Those tend to be devices that just gather information or report information, but not necessarily process it. So our edge strategy is really around processing data at the point that it's available as soon as possible. So when I talk to my DoD customers, and some of their key initiatives like joint all domain command and control or multi-domain operations, 
you know, the ability to process data as close to the source as possible really can accelerate decision loops and help you react faster than your enemy is able to respond. So there's a lot of reasons that we want to have processing where the data is being generated and then portability of workloads from the data center all the way out. So we try to establish sort of a common platform that supports those use cases. So from Red Hat's perspective, it's really two. It's, it's RHEL and then OpenShift is the other way that we support running workloads. And you touched on DOD, which often, as you say, operates in austere environments and they don't have the reach back network-wise to data centers or clouds. And so they have a tradition of dragging their computers with them literally to the edge, physically to the edge. What are some of the other best candidate use cases for RHEL at the edge? So you... you picked on a key one right there, which is, you know, you have limited connectivity. You don't have the ability to necessarily have large backhaul capabilities for what you're doing. So RHEL for Edge is, I think, well suited for several use cases. One, you don't need to run container workloads. So we do support single node OpenShift and variations of OpenShift at the Edge. They tend to require more compute resources to run. So in areas where you don't have the compute resources because of size, weight, and power issues or key concerns, or you want to minimize the footprint, RHEL for Edge can handle workloads quite well. If you have non-container workloads, so if you're doing an application with a native UI that has a single user or something like that, that, that can also be supported with RHEL for Edge where it wouldn't really map well to a container environment. Um, application workloads that tend to be very static. So with my DoD customers, deploying an application requires quite a bit of effort to not only develop the application, test it, confirm that it's correct, but also all the other testing that has to occur, stringent test and validation regimes before it can go out the door. So applications in those environments tend not to change that often, and RHEL for Edge is a very lightweight execution environment for them. And then, like you said before, where you have limited or no networking or just a limited set of applications you want to run. All right, and talking about the people who actually handle it, the IT staff, the installers, the configurators, the network administrators, and so forth, what are some of the uh, positive impacts they'll feel using RHEL for Edge when they do deploy it? Yeah, one of the big impacts here is simplifying maintenance. So when when I use a blueprint that I mentioned earlier to compose my operating system image, it creates a defined binary that I can use to deploy to these target devices. So this could be expressed as an AMI file for, you know, running an Amazon. It could be a VMDK file for VMware. It could be a tarball. There's lots of different ways we can express this image. But the nice thing about it is it's atomically updated. So I can build version one of my operating system. If I have a system in the field that needs updated, it can get version two. When it goes to do the update, there's a facility called Greenboot that allows you to define checks and, uh, conditions necessary to allow that update to occur. So if that fails for any reason, you roll back to the prior version. You never are anywhere in between. You're never left with something that's partially functional. And when you think about the edge, you're thinking about hundreds or thousands of devices. So having updates go out and know that things are gonna still run, whether the update was successful or not is key to having a consistent operational environment. I think that's one of the important challenges that folks at the edge will encounter. Some of my customers historically, within the Army as an example, have manually copied hard drives and swapped hard drives and computers to do updates. So what we're looking at here is a way to just send the differences between the versions and then do atomic 
roll forwards or roll backs based on if it succeeds the constraint checks. And so adding all of this up, is there anything that an IT department can do with RHEL for the edge that they can't do with the standard RHEL and vice versa? I think that having the ability to do your operating system image compose in a methodical way with a blueprint file is something that could be incorporated into a trusted software supply chain. So where you're using trusted software supply chain to build your applications, you can also now define the content for your operating system and images that are going out there. Blueprints help you to define that content in a very controlled way. So I know what changes were made or who made which changes. Every image that's deployed has an identifier or signature associated with it. So I know not just that you're on image one, but there's a very long signature associated with image one. So if there's a change, I clearly know what release of the operating system you have or, or who did what. So I think that's the key thing. And then, like I said, you know, these are additive to RHEL. So if somebody wants to use the prior version of RHEL or go with the traditional approach, if this doesn't pan out for them, they can easily switch back. There's no, you know, deep investment or, or um, issue with with going to a more traditional deployment model. And by the way, when you do build a version of RHEL for the edge or RHEL for the enterprise, just for the data center use or cloud use, does it generate a software bill of materials? I think that's the real job of the blueprint file is to capture what goes into the operating system. It doesn't do that for you, no. (laughs) All right. Richard Lucenti is Principal Solutions Architect at Red Hat. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Thanks so much, Tom. For more on how RHEL for Edge addresses enterprise edge deployments on small footprints, please visit dlt.com. You've been listening to GovIT from DLT. We'll be back soon with more public sector IT content. I'm Tom Temin.